Whoever welcomes you welcomes me. These words of Jesus are the first line in our Bible reading today. Last week, Mike reminded us that following Jesus and being a disciple will not be an easy thing. If we desire to follow the words of Jesus, there will be battles along the way. The life of a Christian is not a life without trouble, but a life with the one who can bring us through the fire, save us from the storm, calm the raging seas, and perhaps do the miraculous in and through us. For when we follow Jesus, he is with us. So when Jesus says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, he is saying it because he is with us. When you are welcomed as a follower of Jesus, then by association, Jesus is also welcomed. The verses go on to say that by welcoming Jesus, we are of course welcoming God himself. And this is far deeper than perhaps we may initially realize. What Jesus is saying here is very profound. It can be life-changing. And it goes multiple ways. Whether we are the one being welcomed as a follower of Jesus, as either one who is a prophet, righteous, or disciple, hard to fit to any of those categories, I know, or we are the one welcoming a follower of Jesus. Jesus says that when we welcome those that bring the message of God, then correspondingly, God responds to us in rewarding us. Rewarding us. Now, without getting too carried away with the word reward here, we should be aware that Scripture is very clear that God has promised to reward those that faithfully serve Him. And these rewards are not rewards necessarily of physical abundance as such. They may be held in heaven, as other passages suggest. But rewards do exist in God's economy. Jesus says in verse 42 here, Whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. Some have thought that little ones here refers to little children like in Matthew 18, or perhaps those that are considered least in the kingdom of God like in Matthew 25. And although both of these ideas are important and very valid and can be read elsewhere in Scripture, the logical meaning of little ones here refers to the disciples of Christ in the context of the verses. Literally, little Jesuses, those sharing the message of the kingdom like Jesus did. At the start of this chapter of Matthew, we see the naming of the apostles, their mission, the warning of persecution, and importantly, instruction about how to live as disciples and why to live that way. And verse 1 of chapter 11, just after these verses today, says, after Jesus had finished instructing his disciples, he went on to teach and proclaim his message in their cities. Jesus was instructing his disciples on their work in the kingdom of God, what it means to welcome the message. This is where I want us to place our focus today. Jesus was talking to the disciples about having a kingdom mindset. He speaks to us through these verses about having the mind of the kingdom first in our thoughts, in our actions towards others whether this be when we are welcomed as followers of Jesus or when welcoming others, or perhaps in every and all other areas of life to have a kingdom mindset. And this kingdom mindset is not supposed to be a weird or outlandish idea, but in fact can be quite simple. To have a kingdom mindset means to be focused on God's kingdom, to be aware of it, connected to it, to know there is far more at work in the world than just what is physical visible to us. 
that God's Spirit is at work. That what we do to further the kingdom is seen by God and will be rewarded. That God honours those that refresh His disciples. And that's why you see this glass on your screen right now. Water, refreshing. The act of giving somebody a glass of water, especially in summer, which is not right now, can be so refreshing. And when we refresh others, when we give refreshment to others, we are following God, we are serving God, we are welcoming. And God will reward us. This is a key truth to having a kingdom mindset. It starts with thinking of the needs of others first, by thinking about how to refresh those that are doing God's work. Just like giving a cool glass of water to someone on a hot day. None of those who provide this refreshment to others will lose their reward, Jesus tells us. Having this view, this broader view of the kingdom of God, we get a broader picture a broader understanding of what it means to serve others. And this should overarch our lives and go beyond geographical boundaries, social boundaries, political boundaries, or other boundaries that we put in place. Serving allows us to follow Jesus in the way that he served us. It says in Mark 10, 45, For the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. How can we serve the kingdom where we are and in what we do? Do we have means to provide for others? Can we be the hands of God's kingdom? Do we have time to give? Maybe not. Maybe we do. If not, then how can we encourage those that do have time? What can we offer to refresh those that follow Jesus? In doing this, we welcome Jesus and we welcome our God. For many of us, Life has changed drastically in the last few months. And maybe it is time for our faith to take drastic steps also and to shift our mindset to be more of a kingdom mindset. Is this not the prayer that we pray every week in our services? The Lord's Prayer? Your kingdom come, O God. And we would normally pray the Lord's Prayer in a different part of our service. But this week, I would like to end this morning by praying it together. Won't you pray with me? Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Amen.